Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. We're glad that you are hanging out with us today. Uh, one of the things that's been in the news all week is that the Supreme Court, the the leak of the decision on the uh, Mississippi abortion case that shows that it's very likely, at least, if things continue, uh, continue to hold, uh, that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Yes. And so I uh, just want to say, man, what an answer to prayer. I mean, that would be incredible. Right. We are excited about that. Um, just thankful for you know the, the work uh, that's happened with the pro-life movement and that. But because of this, because uh, this information has been leaked, there's been all kinds of kind of uh, discussion, um, yeah. arguments about why abortion is needed and why it should be legal, uh, why it's wrong for yeah. us to make it illegal, right? I mean, all of those types of things, uh, particularly in social media right now. Uh, Kenny and I have talked kind of in previous episodes about abortion uh, and really how it's a diversity and fellowship issue, that how it connects uh, to, to those some of the other things that we've talked about. And so today, we really just want to discuss some of those arguments um, that we're hearing, that we're seeing, that maybe you're hearing, that maybe you're seeing, uh, and, and really try to question the validity of those, how we should think through those. Um, and and I, I think it's right. I think it's good for us as Christians to be thinking what is life going to be like in a post-row America? Right? Yes. What's the What's the church going to be doing, and how we? And so, one of the things is to start thinking through these arguments, right? And to right. start because they're just because it's just because it's overturned, that doesn't mean the discussion is going to be over. Right. There will still be arguments made, still be politicians, still be all those who are saying that we need to return, that we need to do something else. Right. There's still going to be battles at the state level. Um, and so all of these things are going to be happening. So it's good for us to talk about um, talk about some talk through some of these arguments today. So Kenny, what are some of the arguments that you see uh, or that you are seeing being uh, made in support of abortion? Yeah. So one of the arguments that is commonly made in regards to whether or not to allow abortion uh, directly affects diversity and fellowship, yes. and it refers to the uh, inequity. Some people would call it injustice mm. when it comes to healthcare in disadvantaged communities. So right. the argument is like, okay, women, say black women, mm-hmm. um, who are pregnant and don't have access to proper health care, they, they won't be able to, to get an abortion. Right. Or they won't be able to go to this Planned Parenthood who has to close because abortion is made illegal. They won't right. be able to go there and get you know, just normal prenatal care. Mm, right. And so... But now, according to Planned Parenthood, <laughs> abortion is a very small part of their... So they should be just fine. Yeah. We're about to find out if we're, that We're about true. to find out if that's true. We're about true. to find out if I'm that claim I'm going to say true. that... Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's I not true, you. but... Uh, yes, no. Yeah, but their claim is is that you, you eliminate abortion, you eliminate funding to Planned Parenthood and all this other stuff that uh, pro-life... Um, community tries to do right then uh like black women uh people in poor neighborhoods will not have access to proper health care right uh won't won't be able to go get 
abortions or mm-hmm. other right. uh, what they would call sure uh, pregnancy resources. Yeah, right. And yeah, it's not um argument is constantly made, which I would say um is ridiculous. Right. So and how do we I mean how do we respond to that particular argument? Yeah, so what we need to realize is that and and this one really uh it it upsets me mm-hmm. because really what's happening is like planned parenthood and other abortion clinics they are preying on yeah these disadvantaged communities they're preying on the black community mm-hmm. and going into these neighborhoods and really almost convincing these single mothers you know really wanting these single mothers to abort babies yeah and this goes back to the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. Right. I mean, you read some of the stuff she was saying about black people and eugenics and, you know, superior race and all this stuff. And mm. and again, this is not me just saying it to try to sully her name or anything. Like right. Planned Parenthood has acknowledged this. That's right. They changed the name of a clinic in New York that was named after her because of this. They recognized And so it. Mm-hmm. they recognized that this lady had some ulterior motives in wanting to provide abortion Mm. uh, to these communities. And so for them to come into these communities now and say, Hey, we're, we're innocent. We're really just trying to help these women out while you, you already know that your founder had these views. Mm. You cannot redeem that man. (laughs) Like, first of all, again, you're, you're killing a minority group, making them more of a minority. I mean, right. that was one of the goals. Yeah, one of the goals is to... I mean, could you say... And I'm, I'm interrupting you again. But no, you're good. You could almost say abortion is one of the most racist... Absolutely. The legalization of abortion. I mean, what happened after yeah. 1973 was was one of the most racist developments in our country. Now, that, I mean, I know people are like, well, what about slavery? And, right. and, and all that's true, right? Yes. I mean, like, but but you, you can't look at the history... Yeah. And and come to really any other conclusion except that the founders of those of that movement right were trying to eliminate white minorities, people. yes, particularly black people. Yes, I mean that was the goal. If we're going to go by numbers, I mean strictly numbers, and say how many black people were killed by whatever racist event, right, and then abortion, right. You think about the number of black babies who have been killed mm. from abortion, and it I, I'm going to guess, and I don't have any numbers in front of me, but I'm going to guess that it far exceeds everything else. And then, and here's the thing, not to minimize anything else, because we, we no, talk no. about those things yes. a lot, right? We don't want to do that. We are not minimizing those things, but we have to realize that, man, I would guess millions of us mm-hmm. have died at no, the hands. Absolutely millions. Right. Well, I mean, the number is, since 1973, I think it's 60 million. Is right. that right? Was that the and, latest number? What, what, and it's a disproportionate number of right. black kids have died at the hand of abortion clinics. Mm. And so for them to come and be like, well, we're, we're trying to fix this inequity in healthcare in these communities. And so, you know, not having us there is going to hurt the community. Like, man, y'all have hurt the community already. Yeah. Like, you all have... Like our most, and we need to realize this, and and this is what I say to people when they talk about why Africa is the way it is now 
and and being kind of underdeveloped and whatnot. Our most important resource is our people. Mm. That is the most important resource we have. Right. So the reason why Africa is so underdeveloped and whatnot is because you took the people. You took right. you made them slaves in other countries. That's right. why they're underdeveloped. And if we are going to keep killing our people, mm. right by the droves, yeah, like you wonder why a community is so disadvantaged and underserved and all those things. Mm. It's because our people are missing, right. and so that one to me, that argument, man, it makes me want to put my hands on somebody right. because we we have to understand that it is hurting. It is really, really hurting the black community. If, right. if, if it's a justice issue, it is not a justice issue right. in regards to black women not having access to abortion. Right. It's a justice issue in the sense that you're killing. Yeah. You are killing black kids and you're trying. I mean, she's trying to eliminate black people. Right. And so don't do not make that argument to me. That's all I'm going to tell you. Right. <laughs> like if you see me on the street yeah. and you come and you tell me that argument, mm. we're going to have a problem. Yeah. Because it really it really is that bad. It's horrible. Right. It is a horrible uh, just delusion right. to believe that you are helping the community by giving them abortion when you're targeting this community to kill them. Yeah. Man. Okay. Get right. off my. Yeah. No, I mean, that's good. <laughs> Get off I mean, we, we need to hear that. I mean, yeah. You know, you need to hear. I mean, I, I think that's, I mean, again, when we talk about a diver- why abortion is a diversity and fellowship issue, I mean, that is so clear. Right. And obvious, um, I think it's one of the, I agree with you, it's one of the more frustrating arguments because you're like, <laughs> you're doing the opposite. The thing that you think <laughs> that abortion providers are doing for you is actually the opposite. Right. I mean, their founders hated you. Right. I mean, they, hate, they wanted to kill you off. Documented it. It <sighs> is not like. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a mystery. No, she wasn't even trying to hide it. Mm-mm. Like, uh, this is, I, I agree that they are uh, inferior race. Right, which goes back to, I mean, Planned Parenthood, it was so prevalent in her writings and, and, and what she said that they actually had to change the name right, because they were right. like, we, there's no way we can support this anymore. Yeah, and, and then for them to not realize, mm. we need to go further. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to stop <laughs> putting these clinics in these communities. Right. We need to stop aborting babies. Right. For them not to come to that conclusion, I mean... That, that that's just well again that, delusion. That, well, but that reveals that there's Planned Parenthood is not trying to serve poor communities, right? Like that no. is not, that's not their goal. No, it's a machine, right? It's a, a money making machine, right? Yeah. If oh, if they were man. trying to help the black community, they would go about it in a different way, right? Right. And so I I think that I mean I think we need to say that, so, right? All right. So we kind of kind of hit that one. What what's right. an, what's some of the other arguments that are being uh, put forward that you're seeing made. Yeah, so another one is it's kind of the pro-life womb the tomb argument. Yeah. So it's the it's the argument, and in, in in a lot of times it comes from black people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's it says that white evangelicals only care about babies in the womb, and mm-hmm. and usually this argument is is very focused in that we're looking at how white evangelicals support the Republican Party overwhelmingly. Mm-hmm. Right. And because the Republican Republican Party looks like through its policies that it doesn't care about social social welfare programs and and health care and all these other things. Right. 
and it looks like they don't care about poor people. So it's, it right. seems like they're only saying, hey, you know, while the baby is in the womb, we're okay with it. But when the baby comes out of the womb, we don't care if the baby can eat or have health care right. or all those things. So we project that onto white evangelicals who support that party. Right. And so what would you say in response to that, brother? Well, I mean, I would say in one sense it's not true. Yeah. Because I, I do think you have to look at um, – I mean, you just look locally. Yeah. I mean, who are the people who are, what are the organizations that are actually trying to serve uh, women who have children from crisis pregnancies? Crisis pregnancy centers. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, at least in our city, I mean, yeah. that... that um, I mean, in uh, many cities. Right. Yeah, like our local crisis pregnancy center, I mean, they're the, as far as I know, I mean, I know there are other organizations that, right. are, that are trying to help, but... I mean, kind of the kind of go-to organization that's trying to help and serve uh, uh, women in these situations is an evangelical organization, right? Right. I mean, and so so the idea that that's not happening, I think, is unfair. Yeah. I, I think there's. I think it's an. It kind of overlooks um, kind of the boots on the ground. Yeah. And the truth is, some of that is because it's not like. Uh, you know, you've got like Planned Parenthood, which is everywhere. It's a national organization. It's a national right. organization, mm-hmm. and there are like uh, uh, national groups. Like, I mean, yeah, uh, ser- serving on the board at the um, at the uh, um, at, at our local uh, crisis pregnancy center. I mean, CareNet is a big national organization. Mm-hmm. There's a you know, yeah. um, and, and so Heartbeat International, right? And so there 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 are big organizations, but like that's not. Like our 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 local associate or our local crisis pregnancy center is not called a care net. It's not right. called. It's called something different. And so yeah. because of that, uh, maybe that's a branding issue or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. because of that, it's not. They're not always nationally recognized. Right. But the truth is, so much work is being done at that point. Right. At that level. And I think that needs to be recognized because yeah. I see, you know, I've seen people who are kind of saying, "Well, the church needs to step up," and they're not doing anything, and they're not, you know, and I'm like. Well, okay. Go go visit a crisis pregnancy center, <laughs> yeah. and then and then tell me what what's going you, on. What what needs to happen? Yeah, you know, and um, because I, I again, I just think that a lot of people are unaware. They don't they don't know, right? Um, well, we tend to, and and you know, this kind of comes from Isaac Adams' book. You know, we tend to look at social media or what's on the news media, which is mm-hmm. generally national stuff, right? And we judge what's going on by that. And that's not reality. Right. Like <laughs> even in government, like mm-hmm. we were so focused on the presidential election and mm-hmm. senators and whatnot. But most of the work is done locally. Right. Even in government. But I mean, especially in, in ministry. Right. Most of the work is being done locally. So we we have to not overlook that yeah. and, and not speak ignorantly about <laughs> right. the church is not doing anything like go down the street. Yeah. And, <laughs> and see. And yeah, see. see what they're doing now. Right. Now here's the. I mean, the other side. Obviously, churches could do more, right? Yes. We need more crisis. We're going to need more and more crisis pregnancy centers, right? right? If there's going to be more uh, children being born, yes. Then we need to be. We mean to to. Um. You know, the church needs to step up. To step up in their support needs to step up what they do, and and I think I would say, particularly when you start talking about, um, and and you know, I, I need to be careful talking about politics because I admit that I'm yeah. probably going to show my ignorance here. <laughs> But I, but I do think um, 
you know, white evangelicals, if they're going to continue to kind of uphold the Republican Party as the party for life or whatever, well, they need to hold the party accountable, right? Right. They need to hold the particularly accountable to policies that appear to be harmful to the poor. Like, yeah. Like, okay, if you don't agree with whatever the Democratic um, universal po- health care, so yeah, to speak. If you, yeah. yeah. If you if you disagree with those policies, what what policies are you going to put forward? Right. What, what right? Because we need to work on those. We need yeah. to get those right. I mean. Obviously, we're thankful that, um, you know, conservatives uh, have said, hey, we're going to work hard to defeat Roe v. Wade. Amen. We're going to work hard to make policies that will make uh, abortion illegal. Man, we support that. Yes. But the game's not over. It's not over. Right? I mean, once that gets defeated, now we've got to say, okay. What am going to do with these babies? Yes. we got to <laughs> help them. <laughs> right. we, we got to serve. You know, uh. and, and, and I don't think, and we'll talk about this more, but I don't think— um, the you know the end all be all solution to that is going to be a political solution. No, but I do think if we're saying there is, we should just ignore all that. Yeah, politically speaking, I think that's wrong too. Right. Uh, I want politicians who are asking questions and trying to to write policies and write laws and you know that are that are going to actually serve uh, women in crisis pregnancies. Yeah, like that needs to be be there. Right. And 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 here's here's an example of that. So um, last year, the the government started to send out the monthly child tax credit yes um, mm-hmm. payments, mm-hmm. and that was done under the Biden administration. But the idea actually came from Mitt Romney, mm. a Republican senator, right? Because he's trying to think through. Okay, we had kids in poverty. It may be better for them to have this money on a regular basis mm-hmm. than for for it all to come at, at one Lump point in time. At like, end, yeah. like, let's raise this child tax credit and let's give them some of this mm-hmm. on a regular basis and it can bring some of these kids out of poverty. Now, mm-hmm. the Republicans came back and defeated that for, for it to continue on, mm-hmm. but the original idea was a Republican right. thinking outside the box of mm-hmm. how do I help these kids? Right. And so with something that appears to be something tangible because they did research on this and all this stuff about how many kids would come out of poverty if we continue to do this Mm. something that tangible we should be okay let me call my senator and say you probably need to support this right or Mm -hmm. are we gonna have some problems and so not saying that you got to do exactly that but we have to start thinking outside the box because we're going to have more kids in poverty if more mm-hmm. kids are born. Right. And we have to be working um, to hold our politicians accountable. Right. Uh, when they do not support things that may be helpful. Yeah. And I mean, I think like there's almost been this. And again, I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't even talk about this stuff, Kenny, but <laughs> like there's, there's almost this feel that like the Republicans have definitely held up pro-life yes as a way to get the white evangelical vote right to secure it right like if you vote for us we're the party of life the democrats are in support of abortion that's in their platform and so you need to vote against them and so right. um i mean and and i i mean i get that i understand yeah. that right that makes yeah. total sense it's you true. know and so but i'm i feel like the, the republicans are gonna have to do i mean if they're going to continue to secure the white vote, like, <laughs> right. like I think white evangelicals need to say, okay, show us what you're going to show us that you're pro-life womb to tomb. Yeah. Sh- show us that. And here's the crazy thing. If because they we actually conti- show I mean, that, if we want to support, we want to support this. We, mm-hmm. we, you know, we, 
man, we supported, you know, we tried to support the the feeding of Roe v. Wade. I mean, all those yeah. things. And and I I don't maybe it's a branding issue. It's, it's I mean, very maybe much it's a branding a, issue. I mean, and it, and it's a policy issue too. But right. it's 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 a branding issue. But the crazy thing is, like, if the Republican Party was more, if if it appeared to be more uh, for some sort of safety net for poor families, mm-hmm. they would get a lot more of the black vote. Yeah, because like as I've said in other podcasts, is that you know black. Protestants are way more conservative than what people believe. Right. Now, the reason why they vote overwhelmingly Democrat is because of social programs. Right. It's because if you've been downcast, if you're poor and all those things, you mm. understand the need for a safety net. And so if the Republican Party was to say, hey, you know, all these babies are being born now. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Let's be more. In, or let's figure out some creative ways. They don't necessarily have to look like what the Democrats are doing, but let's yeah. figure out some creative ways and let's and let's push for those things, right. then they would probably get yeah. more of the minority yeah. vote. I mean, sometimes it feels like, well, we're just, we're not going to talk about those things because that's what the Democratic Party talks right. about. Right. It's like, Like, what? steal it from them. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> like, Bush did that with education. Yeah, steal I mean, it from if them. they're doing good, th- you know, yeah. if they're, it, you know, if this is a good policy, if this is actually helping people yeah. and helping families and helping, you know, uh, Particularly in the future, if it's going to help some of these young, right, uh, unwed mothers or um, you know crisis pregnancy situations, then yeah, like why would we not? You know, we do it. Seems like we should be right. encouraging that. And so, um, and again, I think it's right to say. Like I know some some people probably you know some Republican voters would say, well, that's not fair, and you know Republicans' policy has not been right. I, I get that. Like, and and I think there's some truth to that. I really do. Yeah. But. The appearance. The appearance needs to be corrected. Right. You know, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that, um, I mean, I'm just hoping that that can, that can happen over the future. Yeah. It happened in the future. Right. I mean, I, like, I, it's almost crazy to even talk about, like, bipartisan politics, like, <laughs> Democrats and Republicans working together. You can together. get one every once in a while. It seems like, like we're just, we've just completely forgotten right. all that. Yes. But, um... I think I remember a time in my life where there were certain policies where we yes. were like, hey, we can come together on this. Yes. We can come together on figuring this out, you know? And so. That did happen. And that's my hope, too. Like, all those are kind of shouting, like, you know, if we end abortion, like, you guys, you guys don't care anything about, you guys don't care. Like, I, what I want to say is, is, hey, no, 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 we do. Yeah. And if you're passionate about it, come help us at the Crisis Pregnancy Center. Right. C- come help, you know, now. I think some of that's going to be shown to be like, well, we were just looking for a way to be mad at you over this, right? But, but <laughs> like, I, I, you know, my hope is is that some of that could come together. Yeah, right? I, I do. Um, I don't know, Kenny. Maybe this is a crazy statement, but I think there are liberal, progressive, right, pro pro abortion people who really who who would get behind policies that help young, right. Um, I keep. I mean, saying there's young, some people that still pregnancies. You know, some I mean, people still hold to, hold to the you know the safe and the rare, and so mm-hmm. they you know. And again, we're getting way too deep into the <laughs> political side of it. Sure, we are. But they we blew way past that a long we time did, ago. We and, did. And so, um, I think if you know, there will be people who who understand that abortion is the killing of a baby, mm. and we need to not. Um, we need to make sure that even if it did exist, we want to keep it rare. Right. And so, well, we don't, yeah, we don't necessarily hold to that, but right. Yeah. We would say some some more people to the left may right hold to that. Yeah. Right. 
Okay. All right, one more. We got one more. So what what other what other argument are you hearing? So another argument, and and this one comes up a lot when we talk about abortion, is what about women who are rape, incest, spousal right. abuse victims? And we talk mm-hmm. we've talked you know several times on the podcast about women and and how they're dealing with sexual abuse, especially even in the church. Yeah. And so I mean, what if they get pregnant through through that right. sexual abuse or that spousal abuse or incest or any of those things? Mm. What should be our response to that? Yeah. Again, I, I, something that the church has to learn better to do. I mean, we need to be able to grieve. Yeah. We need to understand. The, we need to be able to mourn. Yes. Be broken. Uh, some Sometimes it's like we just want to rush in and, well, you shouldn't have been around this guy. Right. You, you know, it's like, yeah. whoa, 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 we just need to, uh, we need to recognize that this is unimaginably horrible. Yes. I mean, this is just terrible, terrible what, what's going right. on. Um, at the same time, we can we can say that while still believing that the baby deserves to to live, yes. that the baby is innocent, that, right? Um, that actually killing the child is not going to make the situation less horrible. No, it's actually only going only going to make it more horrible. Actually, yeah. And so that's not always easy, you know. Right. And it's not that's not always just one conversation or one, you know. I mean that that's you're going to have to take time in those situations again. Those are some of the things that you deal with in. Uh, you know, at a crisis pregnancy center. I mean, you're going to have yeah. to, you know, try to work through some of those things. Um, I, you know, I think another thing, you know, the, the American church needs to continue to try to lean into um, adoption. Yes. Uh, to be able to say, hey, look, we get we get that this is hard. And if you just say, I, I cannot raise a child right. in, in that situation, then we need to be able to say, man, we will raise that child. We will love that child. We will do everything we can, right. you know, to support that. Or if you say... I want to raise them. I just know it's going to be it's going to be difficult. We we lean into that too, right? We're going to help you. We can get counseling. We you know what whatever you need, we're going to support you um, through this because we we rec- again. It's because we recognize the right horribleness of it. Yes, but we don't want to we don't want to compound the horribleness of it by encouraging you to no um, kill the child, right? No. And so I I think I think that's a right option there, right? Um, so yeah, that sounds good. So what's our final word here? Yeah, the final word is that, you know, with all of these different situations, um, the church um, needs to take responsibility at the local level for caring for pregnant women, struggling mm. mothers in yeah. their midst. And you know, while we celebrate uh, government policies, we celebrate this um, ruling that will will come down hopefully soon. Mm. Uh, we, we think those are good and things that we should work towards. They yeah. cannot ultimately do what the church can do. The Church of Jesus yeah. Christ can do by the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been mm. equipped. We've been uh, yeah. commended um, to do these things, and we've been empowered to do it. And so, the church needs to. While great things are happening at crisis pregnancy centers, and more of those type things yeah. need to happen, we yeah, need let me to, well, let me say real quick before yeah. you finish that because I know where you're going to go. Right. I, I would say just real, you know. If your church is not somehow involved in a local crisis pregnancy center, yeah, pastor, if you're a pastor listening, get get involved. Figure right. out how to do that. Find a woman yeah. in your church that's passionate about it. Help, you know. Yes. Do that. Now, can you finish your <laughs> right. statement of that's, that's not enough? That's yeah, that's not, not a, that's not enough. Like we we need to be intimately involved in the lives of these women, right? To where and not not for the sake of hey, I want them to become members of my church, and and that would be great. Yes, because like, we want people That's to right. hear the gospel and be saved more Absolutely. than anything. Mm-hmm. But even even if they're not, right. we want we want to be able to make sure that your child is is healthy, is thriving. You're healthy, mm-hmm. 
and you're thriving. I mean, because right. we care about them. That's right. So that we can share the gospel yeah, with them. So that right. we can share the gospel with the mom. I'm telling so you, that man, we can it's share the hard gospel to, with the kids. Uh, yeah. It's going to be hard to get the gospel through to somebody who's struggling like that's that. That's right. About it's, to lose their house. Right. To, you know, whatever. Yeah. Can't, can't feed their kids. I mean, that's... It's, it's hard. So we're going to have to come in and, and do some of the things that the government cannot do or does mm-hmm. not do very well yeah. and do that on the local level. No, we cannot do that. Like one church cannot do that globally or nationally, nope. but we yeah. can do it in our communities. Yeah, think and local. so mm-hmm. we let, we need to get to it. That's good. Good deal. All right. Well, yeah. uh, so we'll dive into uh, a crazy question. We were talking kind of about arguments today yes. and trying to show, trying to give some responses to certain arguments. So when was a time, Kenny? <laughs> yes. When... You realized, perhaps in the middle of the argument, in the middle, or you know, you know, maybe on reflection or whatever. When was the when was the time you just realized, you know what, I'm wrong. <laughs> yes, this, this argument that I'm making is wrong. <laughs> yes, this is before my days as a pastor, so don't don't strongly okay. rebuke me for That's misusing good. scripture Uh-oh. in the way that I did in this yes. situation. But you know, I'm we're getting ready for church and. And my wife, she takes a little bit more care. I'm going to be leave with grace and say mm, <laughs> she mm. takes a little bit more care about what she's going to wear and what the, the kid is going to wear. Mm-hmm. And it, it can take a long time. Sure. And so my response was to use Jesus's comment from the Sermon on the Mount when you he went said, for a Jesus juke. Yeah, we're for a Jesus juke. Okay. Like, you know, Jesus said, you know, don't worry about what you wear. You know, you know, he, Solomon wasn't clothed better than the lilies of the field. And of course, he didn't mean <laughs> Right. <laughs> he didn't mean in the sense of, you know, don't put any time in what you right. what you're gonna wear on, on Sunday mornings. He right. meant, hey, you That's know, right. you shouldn't be worried about going around mm. with no clothes because mm. he's gonna provide for you. And so <laughs> in the middle of it, me using it, I'm like, I know that doesn't mean that. <laughs> but I'm hoping it's gonna work and yeah. speed her up from now. I'm gonna take this and right out of like, context. Oh, <laughs> it was not gonna work. Right. I'm gonna <laughs> take this right out of context. Yes. So that's my foolish, oh, that's wrong argument. That's good. Yeah. What yeah, about so you, mine brother? well mine's similar. Maybe be, maybe maybe we're, <laughs> we're really bad at like biblical arguments. <laughs> right. Hope not. Uh but I was having a conversation with some guys, you know, I have have some uh, fellow pastors that I meet for breakfast, and we often get into all kinds of, like, arguments about something. And one of them was preaching, I think, from one of the minor prophets. Yeah. And uh, minor prophets can be difficult. And so we were talking about, okay, is this, I think it, the, the issue was, was this a reference to John the Baptist or a reference to Jesus? Yes. And kind of everybody, you know, has, has historically seen that as, as a reference to John the Baptist. But I thought for some reason in the moment that I could argue that it was a reference to Jesus. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, you, you know how I'm and like, yeah. I'm passionate when I argue. Right. And so I'm right. passionate. I'm making all these points. And about halfway through, like, I mean, I'm talking, making points about halfway through, I realize. I am so wrong. What am I going to give up? This is not right at all. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I'm saying, you know? And right. so I just had to confess to the guys. I was like, no, nah, you're right. It's not, this is not, I'm doing this wrong. Yes. And I may be getting the specifics about it wrong, but oh, sometimes, Kenny, right. it's good for us just to humble ourselves and realize that we are wrong. Well, th- hopefully that I will I know happen. that's hard for us. I mean, yeah. it's hard. Hopefully it will happen in regards to some of the arguments with abortion. Amen. That's and, right. And uh, we can all be on the same page about saving the lives of our innocent babies. That's right. And until then, we will keep moving on. That's uh, right. That's thank right. Thank you all for listening today. Hope to see you next time. All right. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. 
That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.